Hello again, and welcome back to another just stunningly amazing episode why is of it? Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. Why is this one specifically stunningly amazing? I'm feeling good about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that's great. No, I'm, that's, that's awesome. I'm just trying to have a positive outlook. Positive and, mental attitude. You know, I'm just enjoying doing these podcasts with you. I've been enjoying them too. We're going to try and ump, that, ump, ump them up to twice a week. Uh, yes, twice a week. Somehow, I still haven't figured it out. I'm still trying to boggle the numbers, but somehow we did just an episode of SmackDown and Raw, or Jesus Christ, Raw and Dynamite in an hour, and then last week we did all four of the shows: Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, and Rampage in an hour. And I don't know how we're going backwards on time. I think it's the content. You know, it just depends what's going on that particular week. Maybe we just talk too much. You talk too much. Sorry. <laughs> so we are, what's today? Today is Sunday. We are only about uh, six days away from Extreme Rules. Yeah. Um. So we are building up to the matches, and I actually will have to look up the matches for Extreme Rules they've announced at this point. I do know they have the fight pit between Matt Riddle and uh, Seth, Seth Rollins. Freaking um, Rollins. The Extreme Rules, Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey. Yes. The... Raw Women's, that's also for the Raw SmackDown Champion. Correct. Uh, we also have the Raw Women's Championship in a ladder match between Bianca Belair and Bailey. Yes. And to be honest with you, I think, oh, and of course, Roman Reigns. No, 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 that's Crown Jewel. So no, Roman, there won't be a Roman Reigns on Extreme Rules. There will not be a Roman Reigns match at Extreme Rules. But we are leading up to that. Yeah, and we're getting two matches Rules. at Extreme Rules that are women's matches, and I think that's absolutely fantastic, so... But we're not there yet. That's for next week. Yes. And for today, we're going to go over uh, WWE SmackDown and AEW Rampage, which is only, again, one hour this week. So let's start with SmackDown. Uh, what a great way to start off with Madcap Moss and Ricochet versus Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa. They've been building this up since last week. And, of course, it ties into the... Uh, Inside drama that's happening within the bloodline involving Jay Uso and Sami Zayn because after Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa won the match, uh, they had a backstage segment that didn't quite go what looks like too happily for Jay. I really got to work on my vocabulary because I mean, no, happily is not a word, as, <laughs> or it is, but at least not in that context. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're really, really leaning into that. I don't know if that's going to be. Just a point of contention down the road, but this match yes. was really good. It was um, just another way of of showing the bond that Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa have right now, but also showcase the just fantastic athleticism of Madcap Moss and Ricochet, who both looked really good in this match. And both individuals who are being so far have been underutilized in the since they've been signed to SmackDown. Oh, uh, absolutely. I know Madcap had uh, the promos or the thing with. Uh, Baron Carbon, Harriman, uh, and then he was off uh, off TV for a while. But Ricochet, I don't. Other than this, I don't really remember him being on TV recently in anything no, substantial. But since so Hunter's I, taken over, he's done a really good job of putting these guys in a little bit more, putting right. the guys in that you don't see very often. Right, and, right. And it was fun. Madcap was look. He looked great. He had super high energy. Um, he's dropped that whole gimmick. With the, the straps suspenders. and yeah, like it's just, it was really good. Quick note about this match though. There was another one of those instances where the 
lights went out for a brief second and came back up and yep. nobody nobody acknowledges it. mentioned it. Yeah, it's like it never happened. Right. right. Um, there Possibly. also was that great spot with Ricochet where he was coming out to hit Solo Sokoa and he threw the chair up at Ricochet. Well, just, that's what got him the win. Yeah, absolutely. Behind the, behind the ref's back, he absolutely went to do a suicide nailed dive. him. Yeah, and Ricochet just and then sold followed it. that up with a uh, he slammed him right into the ring post to throw him into the ring to allow yes. Sammy to get the hell of a kick, and for the one, two, three. <laughs> so following all that, we had Drew McIntyre and Austin Theory in one-on-one action, uh, and again, this one was a real short one. Uh, Alpha Academy came out with a Austin Theory, and they, I guess, just wanted to get some action in. They started beating up on Drew McIntyre. Uh-huh. And that de- DQ'd the match, and that ended that. But one point to make about this short and sweet match was that Michael Cole hinted that Theory needs an, an attitude, attitude adjustment. adjustment. Possibly referencing, oh, what did they say he's going to come back? Who, John Cena? John Cena. Oh, I don't know. Cena, Jonna. But yeah. <laughs> So that broke that match up. Uh, we'll come back to that in a little bit because things do end up changing up a little bit after that. Well, that also triggered Johnny Gargano and Kevin Owens to come out to help out Drew McIntyre. Sure, uh, sure. Setting up the main event for the evening. Correct. Which, again, they haven't really set up a lot of predetermined matches. They give you like one or two and kind of just write up the rest, which has been really fun. Also, I don't remember them officially saying that that was going to be the main event. I just remember it got up to main event time, and they just said this is the match, and I think everybody just collectively went, yeah, that, that makes works. sense. That makes <laughs> sense. Uh, up next, we had Hit Row versus Los Lotharios. Not a lot happened. It was a good back and forth. Right. Um, I think the the highlight for the of the match for me was when Top Dollar lifted both Angel and Humberto. And just slam them both down into the ring. And he was doing some goofy was, stuff in the ring too. That was it. Doing yeah, some dancing. Yeah, yeah. They're a little awkward for me. Uh, right. I like them. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're a little I'm awkward still, for me. So I, I'm, I'm still not sold. I'm still warming up to them. <laughs> I'm still warming up to them personally. Uh, they did get the win. Um, Top Dollar did tag in at Adonis. They hit the heavy hitter, and that was the end of that. Which be- I mean. B-Fab took, like, the most haymaker of all haymakers and missed a slap on... I can't remember who it was, but I thought that girl was going to come unglued from her shoes. She swung her arm so damn hard. (laughs) Like, her her hair whipped, and I really thought that girl was going going down to the floor, Uh which would have been the most embarrassing thing. Like, you're trying to be this bad bitch hitting a dude, and you just... And land on the ground, like... Fortunately, she didn't, but I really thought yeah. like, I had that like, <gasps> like, oh, God, botchamania. For sure. I think a good way to, I guess, make Hit Row a little bit more believable as a tag team is by having them fight somebody else. You know, right. have them actually fight a, a tag team that's worth it. If you're going to have them team up with the Street Ouch. Profits. Los Lotharios are I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> Primo and Epico. Like, I'm sorry, but... You know, have them fight the Street Profits instead of team up with them. Have them fight, you know, a, a good tag team that would be I think pushing them. I think, I think they're that's slowly what building happens. up to uh, Street Profits and Hit Row. Hopefully. Uh, very similar factions. So they the they melt well, well together. But, of course, both of them are looking for gold around their waist. So at some right. point, those two are going to have to, you know, butt heads. There's not enough room for four people 
in between two belts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like it's a Plus it's the a keg's slow, only so big, you know. <laughs> I feel like it's a slow <laughs> trickle into a into a pretty good what could be a pretty good series between the two tag teams because yeah. um they do have a lot of athleticism between the two of them. I think was it B Fab? No. Was that his name, B Fab, the big guy? No, that's the girl. Uh that top that's right. Top dollar. Top dollar. Top dollar. Uh, Dala. I, I think that, can, that gets me confused because there's a girl that goes by the name Dala at work. And oh, okay. I just I, I've, I guess I've associated that name with the female gender. Yeah. So when I hear that name, I think Top Dollar. I think her. I gotcha. I don't know. It's okay. It's a, it, it's taken me a while, like I said, to, to warm up to to hit row. Agreed. And I have to learn names and i'm not good with names at all (laughs) same which isn't good when you do a wrestling podcast no no um so next up we saw somebody standing behind michael cole holding a sign and it said what did it say revel and what you are revel and what you are my notes are terrible i thought i had written better notes that's okay that's why i i type my notes i don't like to rely on my type with my hand yep so obviously again uh, all these little pieces are really starting to come together, and rumors are now that uh, whoever it is that is the White Rabbit, Bray. It's got to be Bray. <laughs> uh, is going to reveal himself at Extreme Rules. Rumors. Well, yeah. Dave I mean, Meltzer rumors. also thought, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't rely everything in the world on uh, what Dave Meltzer said. We then had the match between Ronda Rousey and Natalia. Uh, right before this, Liv Morgan had a promo with a baseball bat. Uh, just I, it sounded like she was having a promo like against a baseball bat. The way you said that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, her, and a baseball bat had words in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what ended up happening is they decided to, to tag up because after this match between Ronda Rousey and Natalia, after Ronda got Natalia to tap out with, I believe it was the ankle lock. Yes. Um, after that happened, Liv Morgan came out with a baseball bat. They exchanged real quick words. It got physical, and I think. It is just more build up to the yeah, to the match next week. Absolutely, we're we're getting to that point in in a pay per view cycle, um, and I'm not sure how anybody else feels about it. But Extreme Rules isn't one of like the major pay per views, so you're getting to that taint of you're setting up stories and you're about to execute the crescendo of some of those stories. So you can't really like you can only go so far without stepping too far into the territory of what's going to happen. So I think all that's all this is, and we're in that, like I said, we're in that one week where it's just like, all right, everybody stay stay the course. Like, we're just going to do the we're thing. We're just trying to build up our, our storyline for our pay-per-view. Right, and, yeah, right, right. For sure. So a lot of these these matches were just pointless. Um, I mean, this wasn't bad. It, it, was, it wasn't bad. Uh, Natalia did a really good job of, of selling Well, she always Ronda. does. That is, that is one thing Natalia does. Is she she's does. She's a solid worker. She does. She, no matter what position she's in. Yep. Good, bad, or indifferent, whether she's losing, winning, or or getting th- trying to win the twenty four seven championship, like she's always one that delivers. Yeah, I mean she's she very is. akin to like Sheamus and and Ricochet and Kevin Owens and just yep. a solid Consistent like put career. them in the ring and they will it it will be one of the better matches of the night sure. just because of how good the work is. Yeah, and it was a good exchange of submissions between the two. Right. So yeah. It was okay. And then we move on to uh, the Imperium coming out. Just cutting a nice little promo. Yeah. On uh, Seamus and his uh, brawling brutes. Which, unfortunately, his brawling brutes were stuck in the hurricane. 
right. with us right. and couldn't be there. Not with us. It would be very strange if they were with us. That would have been cool. Yeah, Ridge Holland. Had, we would have had a hell of a lot more podcast <laughs> boats, especially since we had a lot of power. Yeah, um, and Butch, yeah, they were here. Uh, Seamus mm. came out very upset with the words that uh, they were saying. And, of course, as you could imagine, they got in a fight. Yep. Well, Seamus said, you know, he didn't need no. Ridge Holland and Butch. No, so they all got in a fight. Uh, basically, it all turned into uh, Seamus getting just ganged up on. Uh, exactly like you would expect from there. Hitting the face with the shillelagh. Yep. Well, well, before that happened, they left. They left Seamus in the ring. Oh, yeah. Battered beaten, and bruised. Beat up. And, and he just like called out to them and was like, is that all you got? Is that all you got? Talking mad shit. And they came back. He asked and- for it. Beat the hell out of him some more. So that's... And then hit him with the shillelagh. Right. And so that, uh, that ties into the match they're going to have at Extreme Rules. Uh, that is not at Extreme Rules. That is oh, at that's next week, isn't it? The, I believe, SmackDown. That is next week. The season premiere, the, as they oh, like to call it. that's right. I, why is the season premiere in the middle of October? That might be the first time they ever, like, debuted... SmackDown, so maybe I always assumed it was one of those things. That every Somebody time fact it came, that every fact time that. it came around to October, then it was like a new season. So they make like this big deal out of it, but in all reality, it's just another year. Randy, I know you're going to listen to this the day of it posting. <laughs> I need you to fact check to see if that's true or not. Yeah, you won't hurt our feelings. Randy came over, Jade Koth, sorry, Jade Koth came over our house and said that he heard us say an incorrect fact, and it made him yell. I think he was like that's not right. I think it's going to be my job 100% every episode now to just slip one fact in about what we're talking about. Yeah. Just to see number 1 if he's paying attention because I I hold all of my friends to the standard that they better listen to everything that I put out, which isn't a lot. But it's only the friends that I tell cuz there's people that have no idea we do this. <laughs> It's a dirty little secret. Yeah, but I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make it my my job every week to put one false fact in these, so I love it. you people have more than just a podcast to listen to. I am bettering your intelligence every single time you listen to my sweet sultry voice. <laughs> well, moving on from that fun conversation to Bailey and Shotzi. Shotzi got her tank back. She made it back to the ring, and they had a fun... I missed it. A fun match, and Shotzi looked really, really good. She Not was, as in, like, I missed it as in I was missing it out of my life. Like, I missed it. I was out of the room and didn't get to see Shotzi come yeah. out with her tank. Yep. Not that I couldn't see it on YouTube, but... But, again, it's this is Triple H letting people hold on to the things that make these people unique and what the fans like. So, a lot of people were really excited about that. Right. Um. Yeah, and that was fun. Again, that was just further build-up... To- between Bailey and Bianca. Um, I would like to point out, though, as we were watching this, um, Mark pointed out something that I think we should discuss for a moment. And that is the fact that the, between the two of them, Bailey and Shotzi, mm-hmm. it's like my two different personalities. <laughs> <laughs> because I have, like, I would say an emerald green hair. Right. With, like, the dark roots, so it's not quite the Shotzi. She looks like the Wizard of Oz's daughter. I do, or her? You. Oh, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> I got the tattoos, you know. I don't quite dress like that. That's a little bit extreme. But, you know, that whole idea between where, you know, I kind of have that vibe. But in all reality, let's be real. I'm a mom, 
and I dig Bailey's outfits a lot more. So sometimes, you know, I'll have just the the brown and red hair. Keep right. it a little bit more conservative. Keep the clothes <laughs> a little bit more comfortable. You know, so this is just a, a back and forth between like what day is it with Jamie? Right. Is it a Shotzi day or is it a Bailey day? Right. Bailey right. usually wins. Just yeah. like this match. Yeah. It's like once every <laughs> month, maybe every two months, we see a Shotzi day. You know, know, we used to go to Every Time I Die concerts and stuff like that. That was fun. No, we got some things to talk about Every Time I Die. Max Casser. That's... <sighs> So that was uh, Bailey yeah. ended up winning that match, and she uh, uh, grabbed a ladder and she was going to pretended kill she was going to squish Shotzi in the in there. And uh, of course, Bianca Belair runs out. She saves the day. Make sure Shotzi doesn't turn into a pancake. You said she I looked like a waffle. blueberry. She did. She had the blue <laughs> like she had the blue glittery lipstick, and she was all blue, and it was just she looked like a running blueberry. <laughs> So she came out, she tried to help, uh, well, she did help Shotzi, and then it, of course, it just set her up for an ambush, and Bailey came out from behind ba- uh, Bianca Belair, and just hit the absolute shit out of her, just to yep. preface uh, the match they're, they're about to have, match. which I'm really, really excited for. Which, lo and behold, they're having a ladder match, and she almost killed oh. Shotzi with the ladder, you see how this is all playing in? Wow. It's wrestling. <laughs> uh, to finish up SmackDown, we had the three-on-three men's match between Austin Theory, Otis, and Chad Gable, who is Alpha Academy versus Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, and Johnny Gargano. Again, because, you know, Teddy Long came out there. He said, I'm 75, y'all. Right. And let's just have all of y'all fight. All and right. Now, here's the thing. That's what, that's what we Here's had. the thing, though. So, I know you, you, this match, I felt like, was an, a really, really good match, especially since you only have one tag team in the entire six-man. And even that, right. that those two, the Alpha Academy... They 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 do very well in singles competition. Oh, absolutely! So you essentially have six singles competitors in a three on three match, and I know that that has been a complaint of yours with the women's division of AEW. It is. It's just it feels so random, you know. They'll be like this, this person, like, and then these two. This felt like it was right. A I little bit. I, I feel like why. Drew McIntyre was kind of like we need one more person. Right. Right. So that was kind of odd, but it was cool. Like the match was really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was an interesting um, main event. I thought it was weird. I, I I love it when when WWE or Dynamite or whoever does this, where they start a show like this one. That was the second match of the night, right? The Drew McIntyre and right. Austin Theory match. And that wasn't even like a match that was set up for the the card like drew mcintyre found austin theory talking shit uh-huh he walks up to him and he's like all right you want to talk shit yeah let's have a match so they set this match up right they walk out they're doing the match dq within two minutes alpha academy gets involved kevin owens and johnny gargano gets involved and then all of a sudden somebody in the back goes what i know what our main event's going to be now so they had an unplanned match turned into an unplanned main event. So they had no plan for the main event going into the night is what you have to think as a wrestling fan. Yeah, yeah they started SmackDown not going. What are we putting in the top of the, the top of the card? Like? Yeah, they didn't know. They just they just got to <laughs> wing it sometimes, you know. And so, I believe that wraps up SmackDown, right? Yeah, that'll bring it to a draw. Okay, cool. Uh, so oh, I don't even know if we said that Drew McIntyre and. 
Kevin Owens and Johnny Gargano were the winners. Oh yeah, of Drew that McIntyre match. ended up hitting uh, Austin Theory with the C four in the ring. Claymore. Which, what did I say? C four. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and, and the really sad part is they didn't even catch it on camera. It was like a split yeah, they missed second it. afterwards. So they missed the the swan song, if you will. Yes. Maybe not. Who knows? Which swan song? Swan ton. Ron Kevin Swanson. Owens hits the perfect swanton. <laughs> is that really how you? That was a good segue. Uh, ever Wonton. like? I mean, come on. Of course, you know you got the uh, the Hardy Boys, but that swanton. In current day in WWE, one hundred percent. Oh, he's got one Kevin of the, Owens the most it. solid swantons. Yep. I don't think anybody else really hits swantons right now. No. At least not in WWE that I can think of. Uh, Wardlow. That's not WWE. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I thought you just meant like in wrestling in general. In wrestling, no. That's like everybody in AEW yeah. hit the swanton. <laughs> but WWE? Me. I don't know. I don't think so. I Kevin Owens is perfection when it comes to that. At least not one that's proficient. In. Somebody might be doing it every sure. once in a while. You know, they might break it out here and there. Sure. I can they see, don't like, have Mysterio a proficiency bonus in that. <laughs> but I can see like Rey Mysterio hitting the swanton. Just sure. It's that style of, of wrestling. But I don't really see anybody else doing it, so. But yeah, that was going to end WWE for that's it forever, that, and then it rolls right into AEW. <laughs> it's very yes. hectic. That that like there's that no two like, minutes. Yeah, there's not really much time in between the two, so it's a frantic. Holy shit! Now we have to go load up another app, right? And get that ready. It's not. We don't have cable, and this is the day <laughs> and age of we have apps on our phone, and you can stream the the video to your TV, but. There's like various different ways that you have to set it up so that yes, this depending to that one. I have to and, use and this depending device, on it's, what it's TV and what app we're watching. It's a pain. So if ass. we're in our room, we can't watch certain apps without streaming them from a tablet to. But if I use my that if I use the TV. Mac, I can stream that to a different TV and it works out just fine. It's weird. But enough about our problems. AEW started out with a the banger. commitment we have. To wrestling, they, they did started out with a banger. With they a did three way tag team match for the AEW tag titles between yes the AEW World Tag Team World, Championship sorry. between uh, Private Party mm-hmm. Butcher and the Blade favorites and the everyone loves the acclaimed everyone loves the acclaimed. Now I'm going to start this off if you don't mind. I'm going to take a moment when Max Caster comes out. Oh God! Okay, and I already know what you're. Anthony yeah. Bowens come out. Okay. I'm He's a been fan out for girl. a while. Huh? Nothing. Go ahead. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. When they come out to the ring and mm-hmm. it's time for them to do the real work. The rap. You know, I get excited. I'm, I'm a fan. I love the acclaimed. Okay. So usually. I mean, you are a body and that is part of everybody. I'm a breathing everybody body. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Yeah. So my big thing is when they come out, I'm always like, hey, turn this up. Make sure it's nice and loud so you can hear everything. Okay. Right. So my volume's at a very high. You know, the sound is high. Right. Like any. I'm listening to this. Any and metal I'm, enthusiast volume would be. Sure. <laughs> so for me, what personally brought Mark and I into AEW, and I think we've talked about this before. Is the fact that Andy Williams, who is, I almost said he plays, he plays the butcher. He plays uh, the butcher on AEW television. Yeah, he is a, uh, the butcher in AEW. He is, or was, rather, a part of the phenomenal band from Buffalo, New York, Every Time I Die. So when the butcher and the blade joined AEW, I was like, we're going to have to watch this. Like, 
JR is on here. Chris Jericho's on here. Like this, this has got to be a good product. It was the reason product. we ended up watching. Uh, yeah, it was AW mostly was because, because of Butcher and the Blade. So Max Caster started off his rap by saying that the reason that every time I die broke up was because they sucked. Uh, well, I, and that was a rough way to start off the night. Well, for anybody who hasn't heard the rap, I've got it queued up again. All of my hard work last week paying off for us on this okay, podcast. So I'll give you a pat on the back for as it. As long as I don't fuck this thing up too, too bad, we should be all right. I got to make sure the levels are good. We have the Max Caster rap. Yo! Listen! Listen! Yo! Yo! Everybody loves the new champions. Even Adam Levine was in RDMs. Philly knows private party sucks. Y'all need to hop off Matt Hardy's nuts. Tonight our hands go up. Y'all are losers, and that's why your band broke up. You know what claim Ben winning? We run your whole team in the ground like Ben Simmons. I think that's a sports reference. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a sports guy. Go sports. Guy. I'm not a sports guy. It's not hockey or wrestling. We don't know it. Yeah, right. So, yeah, apparently. Uh, losers. Losers. <laughs> that's why your band broke up. <laughs> so, that's how we started off. Yeah, so um, Jamie was not happy with Max Caster. I was really upset which is for a few minutes. in contrast to 30 <laughs> seconds before that, she was so like, excited they were coming up there. <laughs> so excited that they were doing their thing. But I think that that animosity towards Max slowly dwindled as the match went on. It did. It did. And these three-way tag matches have been so fun. As I've said before, I really enjoy them. Young Bucks are notorious at being in one of these tag teams that has these matches. And it's so fun because you don't know who you're going to tag in. You don't know who's going to come in behind you and tag themselves in. So it's just really fun, really high energy. And it was a great way to start off Rampage. AEW's tag division, men's tag division, is one of the more underrated ones. Oh, it's by far one of the best. Like their singles competitors are second 100% of the tag team championships right now. Like Absolutely. It, it, even the like I'm not saying the world championship but everything else beyond the world championship storyline and maybe Chris Jericho on the AEW spectrum they're it's just the top of the pile right now. Yeah. And they're they're just barely scratching the surface. You've got a bunch of other tag teams coming up that you've got the ass boys you've got of course fdr is just waiting for another title shot sure they just tweeted out to, or uh they called out tony khan on njpw whatever that one they were doing today i can't remember the name of it off the top of right. my world's collide um saying tony khan we still work for you book us uh you've got just ample amount of tag teams in AEW waiting for more storyline and more opportunities more matches and just oh, it's so good. It is. I'm ready for more tag te- tag team. Ma- yeah, tam- tag team magic. Tag te- tag team magic. Yeah. So that was fun. Of course, Max Caster hit the mic drop, uh, mm. and then Anthony Bones got the win against Blade, and they retain. And I right. think I think the acclaimed are going to hold on to these belts for a while. I think it's going to be a good little run. Yes. I think they're they're going to have it for a good long little bit. I think so too. What I think is really fun is I just noticed it when we went back to show you guys the. A clip from Max Caster, but I didn't realize it before that it actually says on like the little the marquee, yeah, underneath uh, the acclaimed with Daddy Ass. Yes, that's great. Yes, and I mentioned great. this. If you follow us on Twitter, you've seen this before. But uh, at CA Wrestling Pod, C A W Wrestling Pod. Yeah, I was hoping <laughs> I was hoping we could just go by that one. Yeah, go. We could. Yeah, call 
call wrestling pod. Oh, call. <laughs> so at any rate, if you follow us on Twitter, you already know. I've already talked about this. Or you might have seen WWE um, not talk about this, but rumors about it. That they're already expecting daddy ass chance, um, scissor me daddy ass chance yes. for when Degeneration X does come to Raw in the next couple weeks. They're already prepared to censor. Yeah, I can't remember what the tw- it's the 25th anniversary of DX. Yep. And it's supposed to line up with a Raw. Um, rumors are that Daddy Ass might be able to show up, but yeah. at the same time with him being a competing uh, company and with talks between WWE and AEW, not I mean not talks, but relations being a little bit frosty after the potential tampering of sure. AEW contracted wrestlers. Right. Um, who knows? I think if Hunter called and, and was civil about it. I mean, it's a Especially legacy. Especially if it like, came from him. It's, you know, I mean, Tony Khan can't deny that it's a legacy that, that you know, Billy Gunn. No. Like, that's what that's what defines his career right now. Is Absolutely. That's why he does the suck it. That's why he's Billy ass. Exactly. I mean, that's who, who made him who he is. Right. So, you know, for Tony Khan, I think you're smart to just agree to it and be like, yeah, sure, because it's just going to. Mm-hmm. Get people talking about, oh, where is Billy Gunn? Right. Oh, he's daddy ass. He's working with the acclaimed on AW. And you're right. like, what? It's a good conversation piece. So do it. But, you know, let him wear a scissor me daddy ass shirt. Yeah, right. Let him wear know, an ass boys too, t-shirt. That might be a little too saucy for <laughs> WWE entertainment. I mean, they got the RK bro with the 420 references, you know. Uh, and to further up with the tag team division, men's division, uh, we had a promo with Lexi Nair with the firm. Uh, strictly kind of focusing around the gun club, yes. Calling out FTR, saying we're gonna we're gonna jump over you. And yeah, we're our, gonna leapfrog you, jump right over you, because and get our title match. You being the number one team, just is irrelevant. There not doing nothing. Yep. So I mean, yep. so interesting. Lexi getting her uh, money when she was well, doing yeah. rampage. She got what four interviews tonight? Uh, I believe three. Because <laughs> shortly thereafter, she interviewed Jade Cargill. Yeah, and, and uh, Vicky. Guerrero came out, right, and uh, right. Nyla Rose stepped up to challenge Jade, which I believe will be her 39th win. I think it's 38. I think she already has 38, but see, these are things that you should always have up. I know, right? But it's there's so many <laughs> stats. Did um, Nyla Rose has already fought for that title. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Jade Cargill has a bachelor's and a master's? No way. From Jacksonville University. Jacksonville University. I didn't even know there was one. Um, she is, it doesn't say. We'll have to figure that out. Jade Koth, Randy, hit me up with some fact checking. Somebody. That's okay. It's not Jade Koth's responsibility to fact check. Yes, it is. I will look into that information. He's the one that got me into this. So anyways, um, but yeah, we had a uh, promo between them. She challenged her for the title. Uh, I don't know if they actually said when she'll be fighting her for the title. Uh, it was just a challenge thrown out there. Might be next week. Might be at the pay-per-view. At, uh, was it Full Gear? Yes. Full Gear. I always get the pay-per-views mixed up. She is 38 and, oh. Just, so, so this, this would, this would be, be the 39. 39. Okay, okay. After that, we had a match between Lee Moriarty and Fuego Del Sol. I think we all knew which way this was going to go. Sure, Poor but again, Fuego. great way to uh, confirm the status of the firm of Lee Moriarty with Stokely Hathaway and then bringing out J.W. Moore. J.W. Moore. J. Morris? W. Morrissey. W. <laughs> Derp- J. W. Morrissey. He's not a lawyer from Tampa. J. W. Morrissey. That does sound like a lawyer from Tampa. Uh, w. Morrissey. 
Lots of references that he's seven foot tall. Just I don't in case know if you I would. Know. I don't know if I would want to like even go to court if that was the opposing attorney. No, he doesn't if have I, to say anything. It just if stands I there. In and hands I was suing and it was a hundred percent not my fault. And it was like an open, open and closed book. And then that man walked in. I would just be like, Judge, I don't want to do this. I really don't feel like getting <laughs> thrown through the bench. The jury doesn't need to see a murder today. Smart move. Um, Mark also, I'd like to add that you said that Lee Moriarty looked like a tennis ball. His head just looks like it. It's got like a brand new tennis ball color. It does. A little I'm bit more hating. on the green side. I'm not hating because I'm sitting here with green hair myself. Yeah. But he looks like a tennis ball. But what one good thing that tennis ball did do was one hell of a match and it was a clean it win. Absolutely. And was I good. really like I really like how they're they're getting these this faction like yes. clean wins. They're not they shady, are. like, oh, I pulled up brass knuckles out. Oh, yeah. I used my ring. And I'm not saying I don't like that. But it's nice to it's see good. somebody using legitimate their wins. skills. Kind of yeah. like how Blackpool Combat Club, Jericho. <laughs> Sorry, appreciate <laughs> Jericho the air appreciation is really strong around here. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, the, you know, they're not getting the dirty pins. They're not getting the nope. assistance from the outside. Nope, they're, it was clean. They don't need just, anything. Yeah. And, um, and then W. Morrissey made sure that Serpentico will never walk again by that was. Him Fuego del Sol. What did I say? Serpentico. Sure. <laughs> Isn't the same guy? No. No, I'm kidding. So Lee Moriarty gets the win. There's a reference to him trying to go for the pure wrestling championship in ROH. Right. He wants Daniel Garcia's belt. Um, and this is just a cool way for them to have people continue to win and then further pursue the belts that they initially were. Stokely Hathaway initially said right. that they all wanted. And for another interview with Lexi, this time... Oh, we didn't even mention before that in the last interview, when or the first interview, rather, when she was interviewing the firm mm-hmm. and W. Morrissey was just standing there. That's his girl. Right. It was just so awkward. He was even giving her They're like that weird look. <laughs> They're professionals. They know <laughs> when to put the smooches on. That's why... Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti a good time, you know? are booed because they are not <laughs> professionals. They smooch all the time. W. Morrissey and Lexi Nair. <laughs> time and a place, they you sh- know? They smooch behind the scenes. <laughs> they have a fourth wall smooch. <laughs> so this time around, Lexi is interviewing members of the Dark Order and Hangman Adam Page. Right. Um, it's just a little, you know, a little this, little that. We'll check in with the Dark Order, we'll you know? check in. And we'll, then... We'll um, in. Andrade and Jose, the assistant, enter. And Rouge. Rouge, was he there? I don't Rouge? know. No, I, I don't to, think. I, I just, El, I was El able, Blanco Toro. I was able to roll my Rouge. R on that one. I felt confident, so I wanted to yeah. say Rouge's name. <laughs> I don't believe he was there, but it doesn't matter because this isn't about Rouge. This is about Andrade. Mm. Oh. And rumors have been that Andrade is leaving AEW. So now it's... Well, he's leading to it. He's, either... He's got hashtag free Idolo. Yep. He's... Uh, it's him that's doing it, obviously. Well, yeah. This is just notorious Andrade. And now but Jose, now the, these, Jose these, the assistant. Yes. The stipulations now are to this match are if Andrade loses, he well, has he to challenged leave 10. AEW. Yes. He challenged 10 because he's always been giving him shit about his mask every time he sees him. Like, why are you wearing that? You're so much yep. better than this. Take the mask off. Which, let's be real and let's be honest here. He's a good looking dude. Ten does not need the mask. No. Cool mask, though. Doesn't he'll, need it. He'll look better without the mask. Yeah. Oh, for, for sure. Um, so Chris ten... Hemsworth, watch out. I mean, that dude. <laughs> yeah, for real. Ten's a cute dude. Yeah, he's a good looking guy. He he is great when he eats food in slow-mo. Oh, I miss it. Ethan Page, bring it back. I know, please. Um, at any rate, so if ten 
loses, right. and he has to lose his mask, which right. is a win for everybody. Which so. I don't, but I think he also has to leave the Dark Order. I don't remember that being the stipulation. I believe it was just a strict. Right. You have to lose the mask. I think it was implied. That means a lot to Andrade. <laughs> he yeah. really wants him to lose that mask. For somebody who comes out in a mask and takes it off every time he... Exactly. Wrestles. He's not one to speak about it. So uh, that happens. And then a really, really fun women's match, which mm-hmm. I've been giving AEW just a ton of crap about their women's division. Right. They finally did a singles women's match right not even a title match no stipulations nothing it was just willow versus jamie hater and i just kind of a grudge match from uh carrying over from dynamite from the Mm -hmm. lumberjack match two very strong women two great wrestlers great opponents um it was fun and they they really made both women look good too absolutely Um, there's a point where Jamie Hader was thrown out of the ring. Uh, Britt Baker was doing the heel, the heel thing where she's yelling, hey, that's cheating. Yep. Willow comes down, throws Jamie Hader back in the ring. And she turns and, like, you know, kind of jumps at Jamie H- or at uh, Rebel and Britt Baker. And they both, like, jump and run away. And they it, it's something st- little stupid things like that that make up-and-coming talent like Willow look good. Yeah, look intimidating. Because now they're... They're not, you're not scared of Willow. They just, Willow was able to get to Britt Baker and right. Rebel, two people that are supposed to be seasoned veterans in AEW right. that are supposed to be, you know, the top of the pile compared to Willow, who's probably more towards the middle right now in the, the power rankings right. of, of imaginary wrestling sports. Yeah. You know. And then uh, Willow comes back into the ring and Jamie follows up with the Death Valley driver. Um, and the way that Jamie ends up getting the win is because Britt Baker actually pulls on Willow's leg. Yep, as she was going to the top rope. So, who's cheating now, Britt? Britt cheats all the time. Britt's my girl, but come on. How are you going to be like, she's cheating? Britt has cheated every single (laughs) match of... I I can't remember the last time she had a clean clean win. I know. She always has Jamie Hader, Rebel. Or any of her group. Somebody. Any of her group. They need to do that. uh, They need to put all of them in that shark cage. Yeah, I know. (laughs) For real. Um, I just can't understand for the life of me why they keep going back and forth with Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker being friends and then frenemies and then enemies and I don't know. They're I don't care. They're making you want it. Uh, uh, it's like to the point it's obnoxious. I know. But one good thing, I originally didn't like Jamie Hayter. Oh, I know. I was, I was, I was a, a hater. Yeah. Okay. And not, and not <laughs> H-A-T-E-R, not, not H-A-Y-T-E-R. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't a really big fan of hers. Now I really like her, but I would like to comment that I've appreciated her wrestling style and her more. I like her, uh, persona and everything, Right. but I really like that. She no longer resembles Sebastian Bach. (laughs) (laughs) That was the changing factor for me. Right. I can understand that. It was the Bach hair. Yeah, it was, I mean. Everybody, it wasn't good. Got to go through that weird hair phase before you get good hair phase. Thank God she she thinned that that hair out. Right. This is a common thing for me, and Mark gets mad at me because I will talk about people's hair in AEW. Right. Someone will come out with some really bad extensions, and I spend the entire match. Oh, it's terrible. Complaining about how I can see them. Well, there's one thing you can't complain about, <laughs> and that's the next man's hair, Ryan Nemeth. The Hollywood hunk. Yes, the Hollywood hunk. He got the great idea. I don't know what he was thinking. He cut a promo on Philly. Like, on Philly. Right. The city. The people there. The actual town. Like, he just came out there to complain. And it was a bad promo. 
It wasn't good. It wasn't a bad promo. You saw it coming from a mile away. He was definitely insinuating that was ECW lo- sucked. Low, yeah, he was definitely going for the low-hanging fruit, which of I course. don't know if that was like his his shtick. Like he was trying to be that tacky. I think so. But it didn't matter because that's what happened. They and should then, have sent Peter Avalon out. Well, no. Philly did the right thing and they sent Hook. Yes. <laughs> yes. So Hook came out. He did... Just this gnarly clothesline. It was Didn't horrible. even give enough time to introduce himself. Just roll. Nothing. Didn't matter. the belt rail in, into the ring and just clothesline the ever-living hell out but of But what was boy. great is that the music never even stopped. Yeah. They did, they knew jacked him. They just, <laughs> let, his, they just let his intro music. Bron- Action Bronson was just rolling in the background. Know, and you know? Hook was just laying waste to Ryan yeah. Nemeth. And then Ryan Nemeth, Nemeth passed out. And uh, the Trust Busters. Um, Ari Ferrari. And Sonny Kiss came out with and Ari's butler. like I, butler. I can't remember what his name is. But he I has don't know. A name. But they left that envelope for him. It and, said Hook. And of course, Hook just grabs it and walks to the back. Yep. So I don't know what we're doing with that, but that happened. And then um, talk about a fun main event. We have, as you talked about earlier, Roosh. Roosh, at this point, who had just recently signed, I think maybe the night before. Uh, yeah, Actually the cut night a before, contract before, with AEW. Maybe that day. Yeah, he is now all elite. Uh, versus John Silver, a.k.a. Yep. Johnny Hungy, a.k.a. The Meat Man. The Meat Man, John <laughs> Silver, one of my personal favorites. Mine too. And actually, JR said that John Silver was one of his favorite wrestlers right now. JR also mentioned uh, the new AEW Tag Team Champions, the Acclaimed. He was very surprised as to how much he has enjoyed them and was very surprised as like he didn't fully understand them when they first became a tag team. But he said, "Ever since he, he is uh, very impressed by the uh, by that tag team, which I just want to point out, which is just a huge content point of huge point to get from yeah uh, somebody like Jr. It's really cool though that Jr. can be honest about things like that. And oh, yeah. I think the first time like we really heard something like that, where Jr. said that he wasn't really necessarily into somebody's gimmick, which shocked me, was Orange Cassidy. He said he's at first he was not a fan, like he didn't get it, and I can see." You know, someone like Jr., who's been around for what is it, like fifty years? I think he's coming up on fifty. Yeah, of of announcing and seeing. Oh my god! Like, how many wrestlers has this guy seen? Right. Um. To see somebody like Orange Cassidy, he's so different of a wrestler. Right. But I love it. He is at the end of the day a fantastic wrestler. Oh yeah. But he's got a weird gimmick, so that was one cool thing I thought about Jr. was that he actually came out and was like, I wasn't a huge fan, but now I just, I totally, totally understand right. it. By the way, he's been in uh, wrestling for 48 years. We're coming up on... 48 years. Right. James William Ross. Yep. James William Ross, one of the greatest announcers in all of Absolutely. wrestling Absolutely. entertainment. But back to this match, Roosh versus John Silver. Uh, of course, this is just to... Push forward the storyline between the two factions. Sure. Uh, and unfortunately, our boy Johnny Hungy couldn't get the job done. No, but as always, I don't. Interference. I've never seen. Cheating. Yeah. Call Britt Baker. <laughs> I've never seen John Silver have a match where he was slow or boring. Oh, no. Or didn't hit every single spot that he was supposed to. He is by far one of my favorite and the most one of the most entertaining people in the AEW roster is him. His and charisma I think at is first, through the roof. Yeah, for sure. I think at first you're just like, I, who is this guy? And I think that's oh, what I thought when we first watched it. And then it took about five minutes and you were like, I can't believe that he's doing the things that he does. He hit several 
German suplexes. Well, he to caught Rouge. Rouge out of the uh, out of the yeah. air, power bombed and power bombed him. But but he hit a few German suplexes too, and it's like that. Rouge is a big dude, right? And he makes it look like he's just picking up like a fifteen pound bag of dirt and throwing it behind his back. It's Real, insane. Speaking of German suplexes, sure. gotta call this moment out back in the Willow versus Jamie Hater match. Yes. Uh, right after we were talking about how Willow spooked Britt Baker and Rebel, yes. and she rolled back in. Jamie Hater got the. Uh, the upper hand there. Uh-huh. That uh, German suplex that she hit Willow with was insane, where she held her up in the air for a good three to five seconds and then dropped that poor girl on her head. I don't know how she was able to kick out of that. Yeah, she looked a little bit looped like she was seeing it birds. It looked like it hurt. <laughs> the two of them are so unbelievably strong. Oh, yeah. It is Both insane. There are so so many women between WWE and AEW that are just so insanely strong. Bianca Belair is the first one that comes to mind. Oh yeah, or it's we just talked about that on our, our last so podcast. So impressive. Oh yeah, it's it's the the condition that some of these women in is insane. Rhea it's, Ripley, it, it, like oh yeah, holy cow! If you can, if you go online and watch them with their their training videos, and they have you know their PR lifts, and it's five four five hundred pounds. And it's insane. I want to say that if I'm not mistaken, I read something a while ago, maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago, that Bianca Belair had the highest, like, several weightlifting records in WWE. And I don't even think it was within the women's division. Right. I believe it was also, like, between the men. She's just unbelievably strong. Are you looking up, like... Her PRs. I'm trying to see if I can find anything about what, exactly what you're talking about. It's absolutely insane. I think, and this has nothing to do with AEW, but let's just talk about it. I think between her and her husband, Montez Ford, they are two of like the most charismatic, fun, just on point right. wrestlers that, that are in wrestling right now. Not even right. WWE, just all around insanely talented. Oh yeah, 100%. 100%. Can't find it. No, nope, uh, can't too find bad. it. I really okay. want to say it was like three, four, five hundreds. I'm pretty sure it was in the fives. Yeah. Pretty sure it was in the fives. She's insane. So we had Rouge versus John Silver. Rouge got the, gots the win. Yeah. Um, and of course, the faction De La, I can't remember. Oh, my God. Well, Evil Uno and Ten came out first because they were, they were beating up on getting attacked. Andrade was out there, obviously. Yep. Uh, shortly following, Butcher and the Blade came yep. out to try to even things out. And then all of a sudden, you hear... That there's some cowboy shit coming, and Hangman Adam Page comes out, and Jose, the assistant, is in the ring, and he kind of makes a joke about, ah, I'm going to do the buckshot lariat, and he kind of just like hits the gym from the office and smiles, (laughs) and just does it anyways, and just absolutely blows uh, Jose, the assistant's head off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always taking uh, good bumps. He points towards Roosh, and basically calls him out, and almost immediately afterwards, Tony Khan announces that... Next week, next week, next week on Dynamite, it will be Hangman Adam Page versus Roosh. Fun, fun, and that'll uh, end AEW Dynamite or Rampage for the night. A lot yeah, of, a lot of me not remember what show we're watching. <laughs> uh, next week should be fun though because Dynamite is the three-year celebration event, and they've already said that there's going to be a runover of about fifteen minutes. Yeah, don't know if that's like officially announced or if that's just. That's you know, huge. That's a, that's a big rollover. Out. Yeah. Um, also, Battle of the Belts, I believe, is next Friday night. Next Friday, yep. Battle of the Belts 4? I believe it's 4, yeah. Which is crazy because, honestly, like, what was it? Last Dynamite, the Dynamite before, that felt like that was Battle of the Belts 4. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. We were... So I don't know what belts are going to be defended that we didn't already see, but. It would be nice to see Wardlow defend his belt. Just him, not War Joe. War Joe. I don't. What are we doing? I'm not feeling War Joe. I don't, I don't understand why Wardlow has to be passed off with somebody else. He doesn't yeah. need that. I mean, he, that's what we just got past that with MJF, and especially since they're both champions, you've got yeah. The ROH, why do that? What's he's he's the TV champion, right? Yeah, ROH TV champion that. who hasn't defended it more than I think two or three times. Yeah, which he was doing the the TV show stuff, right. which is cool. You got Wardlow who hasn't defended it in weeks, months, let alone even being on Rampage or yeah, it's weird. In 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 a singles capacity, I'm not a fan of of, and this is. This is weird because whenever it happens, I'm like, WWE did this and this didn't go well. This is Sasha Banks and Naomi all over again. We're champions. We're in a match. We're not necessarily getting over from these matches. How how am I not booked at least once every two weeks? Yeah. With my tag team partner in a tag team match. Right. That's how it should be. And this is in the same situation that you don't need Samoa Joe to have Wardlow. No. But you don't need Wardlow to have Samoa Joe either. Right. What do these two need to gain? They don't need to gain shit. Those two are so far over. It's ridiculous. Right. So don't understand it. The, nope. the women's uh, division in AEW and WWE is notorious for just having these pointless matches. It looks like they pulled people's names out of a hat and was like, this is the tag team for the next three weeks. Yeah. I just don't like it. Yeah. They're hard pressed for uh, women's. They are. And it's sad because they don't have a women's tag team <clears throat> championship. Which is something to talk about for sure. It is, but they really need to get their women's division like more fluent they before do. they even think about that. They do. They should also defend the trios title again. <laughs> I mean, even JR said it a while, uh, you know, back when they first announced the trios, he's like, you know, we you might have too many belts because you can't. This is what yeah. happens when you have too many belts and you don't have enough airtime. Nobody defends you them. Can't, you either defend them in every show, which is like a television title, or you don't defend them at all. And there's three, four months between defenses. And it, it, it you know, it, it dilutes a, a championship's or a champion's run. And that's kind yeah. of what happened with Adam Page the first run. It was there wasn't a lot of activity with it. And it it just felt like. It wasn't as good as it could have been. Mm-hmm. It felt like they really dropped the ball with it. Like they yeah. got it, they had all this momentum, and then just went. I don't know what to do now. It's the Thunder Rosa all yep. over again. Yep. And it's unfortunate because they have some really good talent, but it's like sometimes they put the the strap on these people and they they don't know what to do. Right. And thank God for the acclaimed. You know, somebody like that. Like you don't have to do anything. You just let them be them, and that's perfect. That's all they need to do is come out and be them. Right. But I feel like sometimes they just tried too hard to make these people champions that don't necessarily need to be. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe having people be champions that don't necessarily need to be. And also, we talked about Jade Cargill before. She's getting ready to be at her 40th potential win. Right. I, they've, she has no rivalry right now. There's Who's no that going to be up they, against? Who Who is going to go up against Jade Cargill to, to be potentially number 40? That puts you in a position that the two of them are going to fight and you go, Jade might not win this. Right. Right. I mean, it, they really are not selling anybody in the women's division as a threat to her title. And it, it, what's really no. weird is she's not in the, it, it, I don't know. 
it, it's I don't know what to do with her because you're coming up on 39. So I I highly highly doubt Nyla Rose is going to dethrone her right at 39 loss or right. 39 wins. Which it would be weird that, to go this far and not get to 40. Which means I could see them building up. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. They're building up. I don't know Soraya for her forty and zero. Like I, but even then, I can't see why would you go thirty nine and one. Why would you go all that way and then have her like lose all that momentum? And but even then, I feel like there's not really a lot of momentum with Jade right now. I, I agree because I think every week it's the same thing. She's right. like, oh, every week, she's every fighting. Every every I match. Mean, come on, Diamante. Yeah, I'm not gonna and, win that. And how did she get a title match? And that's another thing. You just walk Who's in left? and hey, I'm here. I want a title match. Hey, I'm Madison Rage. I, I want think a title that's match. The hey, I want, I'm, I'm a title match. Yeah. Like, and then every single person in the women's division is lost to her. Yeah. In in very quick succession. Yes. Very quick succession. They're making her build, like building her up like a Goldberg character. But then what do you do with that at the at the end of the day when when She's beat everybody. She has an undefeated streak. She's holding the gold. She has done everything that she walked in and said she's going to do. <clears throat> what do you do with that? I know. If you end the streak, what do you do with that, too? Now, what do you do with, with Jade Cargill, who's 40 and 1 and doesn't right. have the belt? It, she's w- never had that like situation where she wasn't going for a belt. Right, but the this belt was created, and she's like, "I'm gonna get it," and, and she did. The, she's the and only nobody one that's else held it. has ever held it. That's yeah. another thing. She's the only one that that's held it. The only yeah. way I can see you doing this is if she, I don't know, agrees to give the title up for a shot at the at the world title. You know, like, yeah. But, but then it's you, still an interim, and that's weird too. That's well, another yeah. question: is like, how long is Thunder Rosa going to be out before we say that? This is just the official right. women's title match. Like, how long are we expecting that? Right. I mean, yeah, it, and there's no timetable for her to come back as far as I no. know. And it's a back injury, which could mean anything. That could mean a couple months. That could be a whole year. That could be a career-ending injury. And with no timetable, I I wonder why Tony's still doing the whole interim thing. Right. Um. Just... I feel like it makes the title feel weak. It makes it does the rain feel weak because it's the interim yeah. title. If you're going to be out for a month plus, just give the belt up yeah. and be the first person to have the uh, like match, the rematch. Yeah. You know, despite who wins, Tony Storm wins. Okay. Well, then yep. when Thunder Rosa comes back, Thunder Rosa a, gets a, a title guaranteed match. title match. Done. This interim thing is weird. It's right. got like... It happened once, and then it's happened like 25 times since. Well, I think the first time it happened, it was like a, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, we don't panic. know what to Let's do. Let's do something. Oh, interim. We'll just do it that way. Yeah. And then when it smooths out, we'll smooth it out. And, and then, and then, and then, and then. It happened again. It's been a weird year. Then they drop the title, <laughs> and then CM Punk threw is a Is an fit. ungrateful asshole. And yeah. <laughs> but that's a whole podcast. Yeah, we will save that for a different time and a different place, but... For now, I think that will wrap up this week in WWE and AEW wrestling. And we kept it up in under an hour this time. There you go. It was our goal. Not, it was. not really, but. It was my goal. <laughs> not to keep the podcast under an hour, but. Keep it short. Keep Just it sweet. Keep Give me a couple yeah, opinions. Give interested. it to you twice a week so it's a little bit shorter. A little, less, a little bit easier to digest. A little less rambling. A little more rambling depending on Hopefully. how you look at it. And again, we are going to be going back and looking at some classic matches here in the next few weeks. Let's get through Extreme Rules and. Uh, I always feel like I we have to get through be a pay-per-view before we start doing something else. I know, because you can't like <laughs> prep for something and then be like, oh, something else, because 
Next week's just going to be ridiculous life's trying rough. to get this done. Yeah, life is life tough. Life as a ref- wrestling podcaster is rough. Yeah, well, it's Half hard when you're, you got kids and you're married and you know you like wrestling. It's but, a uh, big commitment. But yeah, right. uh, thank you to everybody for listening. That will wrap up another episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. Follow us on Twitter at that C-A-W was my Wrestling line. Pod. C-A-W Wrestling Pod. And I'm also Mark follow at- me. Oh, <laughs> my God, babe. You keep peeking. Follow me. I'm Jamie. And my Twitter, I almost said wrestling handle. My Twitter <laughs> handle is at a bacon party. And I'm Don't Mark. follow Mark. I am Mark. Don't follow me. I don't, don't post anything Mark. interesting. At Gunk Dudley. I'd rather you follow at CAW Wrestling Pod because that's pretty much where we post every week on Raw, Dynamite, Smackdown, Smackdown Rampage, Rampage, every premium live event. And premium live events. Sorry about that little southern draw there. No, I'm not sorry about that southern draw. But I'm not southern. You're southern. We live in the south. Doesn't make a make a Do I sound southern. southern? People, a lot of people have told me I sound like I'm from Wisconsin, and I think that's like the craziest, most odd thing ever. Like the middle of the Middle East, Middle East. No, the, the mid- Midwest. East. Oh my God. No, the Midwest. I have gotten a lot oh. that I sound like I am from the Midwest. I have never been to the Midwest. I am born and raised born. Floridian. I was born not in a barn. Uh super weird. So. You think I'm Southern? Tell me on Twitter at a bacon party. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, We will catch you again shortly, probably this week, because wrestling happens every week. Wrestling's fun. We like talking about it, and hopefully you like listening. You do. If you've gotten to this point, you obviously like listening about people talk about wrestling. So thank you for joining us. We will see you on the next episode. Outro. I forgot. Bye.